T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in. Episode 13 of the Portland Winterhawks podcast, hanging out here over at the Memorial Coliseum. I'm your host, Andy Dirk Johnson, hanging out. we got a roundtable of players coming up. The guys that you've heard from all season, they're all going to be jumping on at the same time. It's going to be a lot of fun to wrap up this episode, a playoff preview. But starting things off with my buddy, my pal, the voice of the Portland Winterhawks, Nick Merrick. How's it feel to be in the playoff season, baby? Unbelievable. This is the best time of year for sports. Can't believe we're already in the postseason run. Like, you know, at times the season feels kind of grueling and daunting like well when's the when, when's the playoffs yeah. gonna really begin but here we are we're finally here game one on the horizon a couple of home games I'm super excited I know the team is as well they've had some great practices this week and uh, you know also some chances to kind of step away because they're fortunately that the school schedule worked up great where finals exams are done for the college kids <laughs> and high schoolers are on spring break there for sunset high so it really worked out well where there's a lot of attention on on you know hockey and the sport and and going into the postseason but then you also get to focus on some together time and I, I think they've had some uh, you know some good uh, moments where they could just share off the ice yeah. which is obviously just great to Keep that morale high going into game one. Well, I mean, let's get to, before we look at the series, the matchup, and what we need to know about Everett, uh, it, it may be something, it may be nothing, but to finally get that Seattle monkey off your back to end the regular season, I got to imagine that's a good feeling. I mean, Seattle had their number, and I know, look, hey, last game, both teams were locked in, not a lot to play for at that point, but uh, how much stock do you put into that of just getting one of those wins and kind of ending the regular season on a high note and now getting ready to head into the playoffs? It's huge. Just for a team confidence-wise to say we could do this, like we've been doing the same game plan. We've tweaked some things, and yeah. we've executed well, and, and we finally got that win against Seattle in the last game because it's tough. Like, that was a playoff series down the stretch, and obviously, you know, Seattle won the majority of those quote-unquote playoff games as testers, but they were also resting some players. So, sure, there might be a little bit of an asterisk there, but just the fact that the team played so well, like, it, it, just the same story. I'm, I'm sure people are sick of hearing it, but, you know, the <laughs> team's played well in those losses against Seattle. It's not a team that, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two games probably in March where they, it was like, ooh, that wasn't their best showing. Um, otherwise, it was, you know, they were in every game. They were playing really well. So I like seeing that. The team's competes really good. They, obviously, we're going to hear from the, the three guys in momentarily on the round table, but it's kind of been a, everybody chips in for each other, and, yeah. and, you know, there doesn't need to be that one shining star, so they know they need to all bring 100%. Like, if you have, you know, one domino out of line when you're, when you're trying to do that domino train, it's going to, you know, it's going to stop. Right. It's going to fall off kilter. So that's kind of the same effect with this hockey team. Like, they all have to be lined up perfectly 
to have success. Now you can have a couple deviations, obviously, but you know if you get a couple of your key guys out or um, this and that, you know it, it could kind of affect things going into into uh, big games like this. But I, I think just to get that game, big confidence booster. Really like the response too from the locker room. Um, overall, like it's hard for fans to see that, but you know, kind of after the jersey off the backs night, there was just that feeling of we could have won that game. We needed to, you know, yeah. we needed to get a win on home ice in our last home game for the 20 year olds. And we wanted to get that one in front of a big crowd. So it was kind of that feeling of shoot, you know, like what do we have to do to fix this? Then it, just a complete 180 flip. Like the, it was a similar game plan, but it was just so perfectly executed in Seattle. And then just the overall jubilation in that locker room was like, that's the energy you needed going into playoffs. Like that's probably the biggest thing. Like you don't want to end on a down where you have that like pit in your stomach. It just ended on a very good high note. You win a game on the road against a rival teams jazzed up in the locker room. They're playing some music again. Like, you know, after you win, you have more fun. You're enjoying Without it more. You're, you're doing, you're doing your flush workouts. You're stretching. You're, you know, you're making sure you're taking care of your body, but you're also kind of singing in the locker room and you're doing some funny things. The bus ride, the veterans actually took their speaker and they put it to the back of the bus. Like it's just good to get that energy back. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. the big thing for playoffs. And it's it's certainly felt around the rink this whole week. Like I can tell you from the staff's perspective, you know, it's been very quiet in terms of um, events and people coming inside the VMC, sure. but just internally with the team and how focused they are, and Mike Johnson and his staff, and everyone's just kind of on the same page. So it's it's that fun like building anticipation. Um, I know I'm talking a lot here, and and there's been you know probably many fans who've seen this on my Twitter, but I think one of the biggest things on that win too is just the fact that the Hawks got to 40 wins on the season. And yes, of course, like would you rather be in Edmonton Oil Kings last year and win a championship and then only win you know? 20 games this year. Of course, you want to win a championship. Um, that, that's what this team wants to do, too. That's what Everett wants to do. Um, but the fact that the Hawks have gone six consecutive years of winning 40 straight games, yes, the COVID year, I'm, I'm taking that out. There's only 24. You can't win 40 yeah, games. That's a no counties for There's I'm no not counting season. Yeah. Percentage-wise, they would have probably gotten there, but obviously that's all <laughs> right, hearsay. Right. Um, but no team is that's the longest active streak. They have six straight 40-win seasons. So we've been spoiled here in Portland, and it's it's ironic, too. I've been spoiled here in Portland because <laughs> I, you know, I started five years ago. This is my fifth season. So um, you know, I've been a part for all those, and, and the longest active streak outside of Portland six is three, and only two teams in the entire 60-team CHL have done it, Kamloops, who's won three straight, and Sherbrooke Phoenix, who are also a top team out in the Quebec League, uh, they've had three straight 40-plus yeah. win years. So it obviously speaks consistency of this locker room group uh, and the fact that on that last game, that put them to win number 40, where we thought this would be a no-brainer. So they had to squeak it out a little bit at the end, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Like Nobody ever looks back, and it's not like a categorized thing, but it's kind of a good threshold to just showcase how dominant Portland's been over the years. I think it's a great point. The consistency is there, and, and you've even had those high-water seasons where, unfortunately for Portland, the year that you probably had your best chance to win a championship was the year the postseason was taken Without away. a doubt. Without and you won 40 games in that regular season. And so it's one of those like, yeah, you're consistent, but if anybody wants to criticize not winning at the highest level, that was the year to do it. And then to turn around and take all those NHL guys that you lost and to continue to do it year after year, to go through COVID right. and have a couple more 41 seasons, I, I think consistency – from a fan base angle, it's one thing just to be able to know, like, if I'm spending money on tickets, if I'm coming to games, I'm going to get a good product, and it's going to be a good team. Right. Are they going to win a, t a championship? It's not an easy thing to do, man. Right. Right. Not a no, lot of correct. WHO championships for, you know, teams across the league. They happen very, very rarely. And so just to have, to be in the dance, to give yourself a shot every year, I think it's, it's great for the fan base. And, you know, I, it's almost funny that it's a dumb analogy, but I use this in golf a lot. Like, I like playing hard golf courses because when I go play an easy golf course, it makes it seem like I can, like I'm Tiger Woods out there, man. Like, I got to imagine there's something to that with Seattle where 
I, I, obviously, they rested guys in that last game, but that's a that's a damn good team. That's a half of an NHL it roster, is. for really heaven's is. sakes. Like Dylan Gunther played thirty something games in the NHL this season. That's not like he's just been drafted. And so to to play that team so many times, I mean, you, you don't want to. I guess the fear maybe is you don't come with as some as much intensity because it's Everett. And they're not as good as Seattle, but there does have to be kind of a sigh of relief of like, all right. We're not going to have to face a team that talented right. until, you know, hey, pie in the sky. You get to a Western Conference Finals, and then we'll see what happens. But knowing that there's at least not a team that good on the horizon for you in the first round, Kamloops is loaded but not quite to that level, I, there's, there's got to be a breath of – a breath of fresh air in that locker room of like, all right, now we get to play a team that's not loaded with 13 first-round NHL draft picks. Well, and these two teams are, are getting their feet wet, too, in the playoffs. And you're exactly right, Andy. It's the fact that Portland's going in. They obviously have two rounds of experience from last year. I still feel like there should have been a third round, but kudos yeah. to Seattle for winning you know, winning that game 5, 6, and 7 last year against Portland when Kozak went down. Uh, but Everett was a team that was stunned last season. They were the first seed overall in the Western Conference, and then they lost Shocking. to the 8th seed Vancouver. Yeah. It's the first time that's been done. And the WHL playoffs. So obviously they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. To be fair, a lot of their players have since been traded, or at least two of their big pieces, I should say. Um, and we're talking about Olin Zellweger, one of the top defensemen in the entire CHL, and Ryan Hofer, who's as skilled of a forward as they come in the WHL, both with Kamloops now because they're hosting that Memorial Cup. So potential, obviously, if everything goes as chalk, then Portland – Kamloops could be your potential second round matchup, which yeah. means you'll you'll be facing those guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know you you never look ahead because this is a team that clearly Everett maybe looked ahead, maybe they got tired by the end of the season because they were kind of leaning on their on their vets so much, and um, you know it showcased itself there against uh, against Vancouver where they were clearly a beatable team, and and Michael Dick figured them out there, the head coach of the Vancouver Giants. But I think these two teams want to come in this first weekend. The game's going to be big. Obviously, it's, it's kind of the old cliche in sports like. Everett wants to come in and spoil one. They, they probably say, let's take one of these games, yep. then we go back to home ice, we'll get our fans in front of us, and we'll do our thing. And obviously Portland says, we earned home ice for a reason. We got to shut them down. Game one and game two, put them in a 2 nothing hold. So uh, it's, it's interesting how these games are going to go. I think Everett's a little banged up from what I've seen on the box score in the last couple of games. So obviously that's going to tend very well in Portland's favor. But you can't – if you know, if you're if, – if we're Nick and Andy, we could talk about it. If you're right. Gabe, Luca, and Kyle who are going to join us, hopefully they don't even think about that part of it. Right. You know, we might ask them the questions. Sure. Um, but but it's one of those where you don't want to think, you know, oh, well, they're gone their second leading scorer, so we're going to win because of that. You know, like that's not how playoffs work. you got to win internally. It doesn't matter what exterior factors come in. Well, I mean, using Everett as the example from last year, they're the prime example of it, a team that just ran out of gas. They over – I mean, I don't know how else you lose that series with how good Everett was. They just weren't quite ready. They thought, all right, we'll, this will be a cakewalk. Next thing you know, you look up and you're in a dogfight. Right. And your season's over. Right. Uh, and the other part of this time of year that I think is uh, – I love honoring the guys. There's a little emotional aspect to it. Uh, having the 20 year olds knowing like this is it this is your last go around now yep. Portland only has two of them this year uh, and obviously they were honored in that last home game and and they weren't able to get them a win but got them a win in their last regular season game which is really cool uh, but just Dante Genuzzi and and Robbie from Delorme who have been here for a number of years the impact they made I just wanted to get your thoughts on both those guys as they're now uh, we hope going to go on a long playoff run but nothing is a guarantee and so this might be the last time hope you know fans in Portland get a chance to watch and play this weekend two phenomenal players two phenomenal people uh, really going to miss them in Portland honestly and like th that's the one group that has my soft spot because we came into the WHL's rookies together so uh, you know I'll be partial to my O2s for sure and and the ones who have already passed or you know and, and moved on to the pro ranks yeah. and, and the Hannis and the Kozaks and the Jarvis like that was a group that I started with so it's it's crazy to think wow 
Like, I'm, I'm going to be this old schmuck still stuck <laughs> over here, and those guys are going to be doing their thing. You oh, know, you're moving Portland. on too, Nick. <laughs> Enjoy Nick Maricola games because it's not going to last very long. But I, I really do I really do love what they bring to the rink and, and just having conversations with them and getting a chance to meet their family. And, you know, their, their entire family group is so friendly. Like, mom's, oh. dad's extended family. I see them in rinks, and, and they always come and say hi. Um, you know, and then obviously then that's going to trickle down to what the kids are today. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I keep saying kids, but obviously they're, they're becoming men. They're already men. <laughs> right. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those where you, it's, it's wild to see the journey of those players. Cause they start in as, you know, 15 or 16 years old. And I still remember Dante in his first start and he's playing against Spokane and just very excited for that moment and had those butterfly feelings, but then was, you know, locked in and, that was kind of when he became dialed in. Like, he, you know, he just had this different <laughs> intensity to him where he wanted to, to produce. And then Robbie came in with that group, and he was kind of wide-eyed and ready to go. And he was kind of this wrecking ball early on, and he was just saying, I'm going to go. Like, this is this is my game now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own it. Um, and just seeing how far they've come from, like, where their visions were when they were 16 and when I got to see them kind of for the first time. And mm-hmm. it's funny because here's the – I mean, not I don't know if it's really much story-worthy, but you come in that first year and – I'm trying to go like who who's who's is that is that Cody Glass right like I'm kind of asking our staff like yeah. who's who I don't you know they don't wear numbers in the locker rooms I don't know who these guys are yet right. is that is that Blickfeld I think that's Blickfeld that was Keone right yeah. our former captain who came back for training again like I'm asking those dumb questions too You're the to new try guy. to figure yeah. it out but so are they exactly right like I'm in the same boat with them so it's kind of fun to see that like we both went on this journey together uh, well all three of us did in, in the three that we're talking about with Dante and Robbie and you know now here we are we're going to the playoffs and um, you know I'm not going I mean I'm not going to the playoffs I'm just calling the playoffs but you know I still want to feel part like that's the that's what I'm saying like I'm so attached to that group it feels yeah. like it's a we um because I really do have a lot of respect for those players and I'm excited to see where their hockey future goes where their education future goes it's probably going to be a combination of both and I, you know frankly I'm not ruling out pro for either of those players so yeah. I, I'm very excited to see and obviously this is where well, they probably know that too they the longer they play the longer the team succeeds the more eyes they're going to get to to advance their careers and I think that's going to be um, you know, massive for them as we go into April and May. A couple of great leaders to lean on in the playoffs, guys that have been there, done that, been around a long time. You love having those guys in the locker room. And, you know, on, on Dante, we've talked a lot about him on the pod. I interviewed him earlier this year, a tremendous young man, so easy to root for, a guy that has been through a lot of ups and downs in his career. A guy Very. He was passed over back-to-back years to be the top goaltender. He was having such a great year. I, I think confidence is a big part of goaltending, and sometimes when it goes, it can be hard to find it again. How, how do you feel they're going to handle the goaltending situation in the playoffs? Because I know that's one thing for fans. You're kind of looking at it like, man, Jan started to get a lot of starts late in the season. Dante wasn't playing at as high of a level as he was earlier in the year, but you know what Dante's capable of. It. That's a complicated thing to handle for a coach, I think. No, that's a great question. Honestly, I don't even know the answer of it yet. I think we're going to get that answer come game one. I think whoever goes game one might be the early on favorite to maybe take the load but against Everett like it's a it's a long postseason if you want to make a run so do you want to just ride one goalie um there are some breaks like there's a good break in this first round where you go from not playing Tuesday Wednesday or Thursday of this next week so those three days off would help if you want to ride a goalie sure but do you want to play that same goalie three games in four nights is the question um and I'm sure the coaching staff it's probably a feel thing at this point too um and, and we'll probably do our best assessment as we can throughout the playoffs when we bring some more you know podcasts to it but um part of it too for Dante just to go back on that one like you know, it, it runs support, right? Like, he didn't have the goal support in February that, that he did. Like, it, it's one of those situations where he's making 32 saves of 34, but the team's losing 2-1. to one. It's like, okay, well, 
what do you what do you do <laughs> right so you just try to you know you just see the players and obviously they're down because they want to win Rob wow. and, and both Robbie and Dante Dante especially wants to win he couldn't care less about any of his stats like he really couldn't obviously I'm sure he you know every player wants their stats to be good but he's like Nick we we didn't win I'm like you just made 48 saves you know like <laughs> I don't care like we lost by two or whatever yeah, you know that's like, all we, that matters that's all that matters for him he's a complete team player through and through um, and it's kind of one of those situations where that's what you know, if, if anything hurt him statistically that we're seeing, it's because of that. It just yeah. wasn't the run support up there. Otherwise, he probably would have rolled at least three more wins down the stretch. That's a good point, yeah. And and one of them, too, is, I mean, the Prince George one's the easy one to pull. When's the last time you've seen a shutout loss for a goaltender? He stops every <laughs> shot, but he loses the game. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, that's that's the situation that it was. That's right. kind of the, the tough stretch in February that this team went through. But the teams can come through stronger than that. I think we've seen a better spark in March, which is great. And and they're, I wouldn't say they're hitting their up stride. Um, part of that is just because we've seen Seattle so many times. I think they played great against Seattle, but yeah. I don't know if we've had a chance with different opponents to see where they really are. Against realistic opponents, Correct. not playing Seattle five Correct. times in and six or seven games. And it's yeah. just their sign of respect, and they are saying to Seattle, like, that's an NHL, AHL today caliber team. Like, yeah. you can't tell me that team couldn't win games in the American Hockey League right now. Like, you know, I'm, it's true, and it's it's tough realization for us as Hawks fans and, and supporting this Portland team, but obviously you have a round of applause and you think, man, that team's nuts on paper. Like, you know, they, they assembled a great roster in terms of all the NHL talent. Now they had to lose a lot of pieces, which they Portland did. doesn't like to do that all the time. So, you know, obviously it's a system that they're trying to take from Edmonton. It worked last year for them. Will it work this year for Seattle? We'll find out. Um, but it's, it's uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I want to talk to them. I don't know where my brain's going anymore, Andy. <laughs> it's just so it's so crazy about going into postseason, and I'm, I'm just uh, kind of excited to see what these two teams do. Um, yeah, I better shut it off there while I'm getting the train wreck going. <laughs> well, I think the, the thing to keep in mind, too, like if you watch Seattle go on a long playoff run, just bear in mind that they're, they're going to pay for it. Now, if they win a championship again, to your point about Edmonton, like, yeah, it's worth it. Like, 100%. You win a title, it's absolutely worth it. You go to the Memorial Cup, 100%. If you fall short... I mean, it's it's a massive failure. Like yep. that's you know, I, I think you know Portland fans are excited about the playoffs, and we are all hopeful that this can go a long ways. I think they have a great shot against Everett in the first round. Cam Loops, you know, obviously you got to play chalk at that point, but we'll see. Like those matchups are going to be tough. But yes. if you go to the second round or you find your way into a conference finals, yeah, like, anything can happen, dude. You feel great about that run too. Like 100%. even if you run into Seattle and they're great, or you run in, you know, just fall short against Cam Loops in Game Six or Game Seven of the second round. Like, dude, that's a good run. Cam Loops made it all in move because they're hosting the Memorial Cup. Like, yep. that's a good position to be in. And then you know, coming into next year, like we just talked about it. Your two 20-year-olds are Robbie and, and Dante, right. who were very good players, and they've been key figures for you for five or six years. But the fact that you are going to have basically the entire roster back, knock on wood, that some guys aren't going early and bet, you know getting opportunities at the next level, you're going to be in a great position to succeed next year with all of your assets still in place. You're going to come in next year as one of the favorites probably in the Western Conference and U.S. Division Without where some of these other teams are going to have to bottom out maybe for a year or two and, and the kind of year that Edmonton has gone through. I mean, on that note, so... We know that Everett looks different than they did at the start of the year. You mentioned the big trade. They get rid of two key guys. They still make the playoffs. A uh, little banged up going into the postseason. What did you see from Everett late in the year uh, and just how, how the matchup would look? Because Portland, I think, only saw him, what, two or three times? I think with the new look roster. So not a huge sample size there. Kind of an unfamiliar nature against them. What, what do you make of the matchup and the strengths and weaknesses? It's very weird because after the trade deadline, there was only two games of the eight played since all the moves were made. Yeah. And, and the rosters essentially now are set. And there was that one fluke game, in my opinion, that was that 10-3 loss that Portland had in Everett. And that was 
painful. It was tough to see that. That was right in the middle of their big funk, man. Yes. They were waiting for them to pull out, and they just yes. they, and were, they just, were struggling. They were stuck in it for whatever reason. Yep. But then you fast forward then two days, and they're back here in Portland. They only allow one goal, and they get a nice win. So against that same Everett team. And that's the only two times we've seen them were, I think it was, what were the dates then? March 3rd and March 5th, yeah, a couple I believe, were the two dates. So obviously you saw them earlier in March, so it's relatively recent. But it's a different Everett team. Like, um, if, if those injuries do last into the postseason, and this is where you're never going to know much more because now you get a bunch of question marks and we're going to try to find out things from other teams and even about our own team and you aren't going to know them to the full extent of what they're going through. Like how many times do you see, well, that person was dealing with a shoulder and they got to have surgery. And you're like, excuse me? You know, like they were just playing the last seven games. And it's like, well, it was tweaked a little bit and surgery is probably the best, so they're going to be out for four months. Like how many of those stories are going to come up in the next couple of weeks that nobody knows about really or they're very well-kept secrets between that player and, and staff so I don't know the duration of of these injuries but you know you get like an Austin Roost who put up over 30 goals with Everett he's hasn't played his last handful of games is he even back for game one or game two is that severe is it day-to-day is it indefinite who knows I mean obviously you follow the weekly reports and you see kind of the timelines like they don't look good but do they change they get to playoffs then they kind of battle through it Ben Hemmerling same situation another forward he was drafted by Vegas you know last season and he's a good player is he gonna be available he's missed the last couple of games and based on the roster report too like I'm just looking at the roster a lot of affiliate players played for them so they have a lot of 15 year olds 16 year olds kind of coming in there um, which is going to be different in terms of uh, kind of what they want to provide in round one. Uh, and then the second thing, too, is the fact that this team in Portland is going forward with that quote-unquote younger group. As you mentioned, they're coming back, but it's the full trust that everyone has from coaching staff side to players' side of saying, we're the, we're the guys. Like yeah. This is the group. We're going to get the experience no matter what happens. That's going to transpire down the road, be it, you know, for those 20-year-olds, whatever their future hockey endeavors are next year, or for the group coming back and saying, all right, let's build upon that. Love it. Well, the players just showed up, so we're going to adjust and we're going to get the players on here. Hold on one second. All right. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You guys ready to go? Let's go. We got our opening day gear on. Let's go, baby. All right, let's see here. Everybody here okay? Yeah, you hear me? Yep, here yeah, you go. Yeah, each other? Okay. All right, well, let's keep going here. I don't know if that needs to be down or not. We got the three dudes who showed up on the podcast all season long Luca Canyoni, Kyle Chazowski, Gabe Clausen. What's going on, boys? Are we ready for the playoffs? Oh, yeah, we're ready. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> How, let me ask you this. So, Nick and I were just talking. Regular season ends. You guys had to play Seattle like every game, it felt like, for the last month of the year. Is, is there, am I making too much in winning that last game, having a big impact on this week going into the playoffs, or is that not a big deal? Like, how did you guys react to that, and what's it meant for your week this week? Yeah, I think for sure that was a big win for us, just to know, uh, give us a little bit, bit of confidence and, uh, and make sure we're feeling good about our game. I think it was good that we got to play them that many times at the end to uh, play against a top team like that and, and, uh, and really get our game ready so that we're confident going into the playoffs. Yeah. Anybody else? You guys can go roundtable. Anybody else want to jump in? Oh, yeah, I think, like, when you're first in a team that many times, it kind of feels like a playoff series already. So I think we kind of emphasize that in the room a lot. So it's just kind of a preparation for such a big time in the year. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, I'll go to Kyle on this one. Last year, 3-1 deficit, second round, Seattle comes back and gets you guys. Is that is that like a, like a bulletin board? You, like, slap it like Ted Lasso believe? Like, is that how much is that on your mind right now going to the playoffs? Yeah, 100%. It's uh, probably up there, top of the mind, uh, just because – it was tough, but it also kind of helps us. Like, we all have that experience now. We know what it felt like, and we're kind of trying to do the opposite. We don't want to ever feel that again. So I think that's uh, right at the top. It's like a learning experience, and now that we have that experience within the group, I think uh, it's going to help us. I'll pass this one back to Gabe. I know it's been uh, kind of a long journey for this team. It feels like the seasons kind of get those grind parts when you get to this time and now, like I told Andy in the previous segment, like it just feels like a different aura in this building. Like it's almost like this eerie quietness because there's not much coming in and out of the building. It's just kind of the Hawks doing their thing on the ice and, you know, the staff kind of mingling around. Like is it different? Does it feel different this time of year? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, there's there's always going to be some tough weeks throughout the season where where it is sometimes a little bit slower in the year and it's not as fun coming to the rink. But <laughs> but but these times uh, when, when we get into the playoffs here and these uh, last couple or last – months of the season it's uh, a lot of electricity at the rink and the, and the boys have a lot of fun and it's nice when uh, we're done school so we just get to come in and focus on our hockey and and it makes it a lot of fun a hey, good point in the schooling stuff too yeah. i heard I, we just heard from sue that you guys did all a's and b's too by the way in college so yeah. congrats yeah. on the entire well thanks well <laughs> like that's that's uh that's very impressive too obviously so want to give kudos where that's due and now we can focus on maybe your more fun part right yeah um but Gabe, before I pass back to Andy, just for kind of that last game in Seattle, um, just take us into like the emotions that you saw from that group after getting such a big win against Seattle on the road in their last home game, and just kind of that jubilation feeling almost like, all right, here we go. Like That's what we needed to set the tone for playoffs. Yeah, obviously it was tough losing those first three games against them, and then and we knew we need we were looking for that 40th win of the season, so that was a huge uh, benchmark for us to try and reach that. And and I thought we came out on that game in Seattle, that last one, uh, with with a bunch of energy, and and we knew we were going to get that 40th win the whole time. And and uh, yeah, it was awesome for us to get that uh, that feeling and belief in ourselves, and and uh, we're looking good going into playoffs now. 
So let's go left to right here. So we'll go, we'll start with you, Luca. We'll go around. First round matchup, Everett, obviously. We know who the opponent is. Uh, I was kind of up in the air until the last like two days of the regular season. Like, who the hell is it going to be? Tri City could be anybody jumping up and down. You've only seen this Everett team really kind of with the collection of roster twice. So, how do you feel about the matchup, the strengths, weaknesses? Like, what do you like about it? What's going to be the tough part about playing Everett? Yeah, I think it'll be a really good matchup. I think we've kind of, they're kind of another rivals with us too in this division. So, I think there'll definitely be some uh, some heat going on, <laughs> definitely a lot of chirps going around and stuff like that, but that's like any playoff series. I think it'll be a really good matchup. They got some really good skilled players on the other side, and we obviously yeah. have some really good talent here too, so it'll be pretty even, but I think uh, I think the way that we've been playing lately, I think we'll really show that on the, on the ice. Yeah, I, I feel good about it too. I think it's going to be like more of like a high pace, you know, like skilled matchup. I think they, they play fast, and we do too. I think also it's going to be like tough going into their arena. That's always a tough place to play, but it's also exciting. I'm sure they'll fill that place up. Uh, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I feel good. I think it's a good matchup, and I like where we're at as a team. So it doesn't really matter who we're up against. Yeah, I think same with them. It's going to. It's always fun playing in Everett. They always pack that place, and I think we should have a good crowd here too. Hopefully, so uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We match up well against them, and uh, schedule's a little bit different, so that might be a bit of a challenge for us, but. Uh, I think it's going to be good going in there, and and uh, obviously getting a start here is going to be big for us. Luke, I'll throw one back to you because obviously we're privileged to have three vets on our uh, podcast here today, but we don't have the rookie representation. And, you know, obviously, actually, have a couple of reigning rookies of the year yeah. from this team right in front of us all too. So uh, obviously, no, no, not this year. It was Carter Southern. But speaking of that, like you're playing with a you know rookie defensive partner a lot of the times, and mm-hmm. I know we've had some other rookies in the other guys' lines as well, like a Josh Zakreski and. Um, what 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 do you tell those guys, those newcomers, if you will? Of you know they they aren't new now, but in terms of the fans, obviously it's their first full first full season. They haven't played a best of seven series. Like, do you give them any tips in the locker room? Do you kind of give them a little chicken wing elbow and saying, "Hey, we're okay. Like, keep the energy high. Oh, just keep positive. Keep doing our thing." Or what, what's the what's that conversation like, kind of between the benches? Yeah, I think we even had a meeting yesterday, just a, a players meeting, and these two uh, represented it. And I think I kind of prepared them for playoffs. Like, it's not about when you get to the rank in playoffs. It's what you do before right and I think the rookies have done a really good job of just preparing their minds and stuff like that like they've had unbelievable years this year so I think they've done a good job and they're they're probably going to step it up another level for playoffs which you have to do I think that's just the fair option. Well, and obviously we know a defenseman winning rookie of the year. That's awesome to know. Let's let's get your guys' takes on the other side where you had some young dudes who were really playing at a high level, I thought, late in the season. Zakreski won, obviously, that stood out. But what did you see from the young guys and the way they developed and how much they were helping you out late in the season? Yeah, I would say they've been, like, really good recently. Obviously, a couple injuries, me and Litke going yeah. down, and, and, and guys have to step up. And that's the exact same thing that might happen in playoffs. And I think uh, – you know, they were really good with that. You know, the line of uh, Diego, uh, Shelter, and, and Zakreski's been, like, one of our best lines these last five games. And uh, it's a perfect time for them to heat up. But I think uh, as as you go on later in the season, I always, like, we always tell them, like, they're not rookies anymore. You know, once you get past kind of that 40, 50 game mark, like, they're, they're as much uh, worth to the team as we are. So I would say, you know, they've been really good for us, and I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about them in playoffs at all. Yeah, you feel the same way, Gabe? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Just going on that, it's uh, they have been really good for us, and like Kyle said in the playoffs, we're going to need everyone, and uh, it's any any opportunity for them, they're going to jump all over it. I think they're ready for it, and uh, and they've been showing it lately that they are ready for it. So it's we're we're really 
confident with them going into the playoffs. Well, hold on. Let me get to, well, I'll pass it back to Nick. I do got to get to the most important thing of today, and that is that you guys are all rocking baseball gear. Yeah. So I got a Cubs jersey. I got a Phillies jersey. I got a Blue Jays hat. All those green. I got issues <laughs> with, like, what's up with the green? I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, how are we feeling about the Cubs, the Phillies, and the Blue Jays this year? It's opening day. I don't watch baseball. <laughs> You're not a baseball guy? You just wore it so nobody yeah, ridiculed just, you on opening day? I just do it for the style. You know, look good, feel good. So that's about it. Uh, you could have asked him. You wouldn't even know when he was wearing that hat. Today, you didn't even yeah, know. You know who the logo is on the hat? Yeah, you, the yeah. Blue Jays. I'm okay. just wearing it because I got this green uh, green sweatshirt on, so it looks good okay, with it. Right. Well, how do we feel about the Phillies and the Cubs this year? Phillies, yeah. no, I feel great. I think they're going to uh, win the NL East, and they were going to win the World Series this year, but it starts today, so we'll see how they do. Yeah, I'm actually a Jays fan. I just cheer for Javi Baez, so that's okay. on the back. But I'm a Jays okay. fan, and I'm feeling good. I think we'll, it'll be a good matchup in the World Series against the Phillies. Yeah, Gabe, the I was, li- yeah. was going to say that you feel <laughs> that Cubs right uh, jersey from Cross Hannis last year. Yeah, no, I just wear it, make him happy. I'll send him a couple photos today. He'll there be fired up. I actually, I actually sent him a, I sent Cross a text of the uh, the Cubs video, and he was just absolutely uh, oh, hyped yeah. up, so he's ready to go. <laughs> he loves probably, it. He's probably doing the same thing, too. Sorry, he took over Twitter yesterday, too. I don't know what that was about, but he's he's all over the place. Um, yeah, it is It is that weird time of year, right? Like, I, I wanted to come back to that too Andy like baseball starting too is that any like I, I think the boys do like some masters they always f- watch the masters on the road for playoffs as long as we're still in it like is it just that fun time of year too to be able to be like we're doing our thing and having fun but like there's a lot of sports excitement this time. final four and and women's and men's you got big golf event like it NBA's wrapping up NHL's getting there we're wrapping up like it's crazy yeah it's crazy. I, I like it you know, all those like things we like to do that team event with the masters it's just nice this time of year too weather starts heating up too it's always nice, you know, uh, leave the rink, walk outside, you know, on sunny day out, you go out. Get on the course, Get maybe. on the course, maybe. Prince play a little bit of tennis. Times. Yeah, yeah. It's just about that. Always beat Luca <laughs> on the course. And, and, uh, but, yeah, no, this is, like, perfect time of the year. Everything's at, like, top notch right now. I think it's the best time of the year. Really good point. Is there any uh, – what, what do you think, like, the X factor of this group might be going into game one? Like, it, you know, it could be a long journey here. Do you guys uh, have any confidence in uh, kind of something that's going to stand out that maybe separates your group from Everett or the rest? Yeah, I think the experience we had last year is a big thing for us, obviously knowing what that feeling was like uh, losing. So uh, we all know that we don't want to experience that again, and, and I think we can really pass it on to the younger guys. And just the depth we have on our team, obviously, like we've been talking about the younger guys stepping up here, I think that's a key thing for us is that we just have a full roster of guys that can that can uh, pitch in every once in a while, and I think uh, I think we're pretty confident going in. How do we feel about the team awards? Everybody get their right award? Did anybody get ho- Who got hosed, man? I got hosed MVP. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, Kyle, but I was thinking it, man. I didn't nah, nah, you got hosed bigger. <laughs> Obviously, it's funny for the for the listeners that maybe missed it. He's sitting next to the two co MVPs on the team, so that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> um, no, you, you know it's 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 a good question too, Andy, because um, just for for. Gabe and Luca being MVPs this season and kind of being able to wear that in both fronts and, and kind of the gauntlet of this season that it's been and so many highs. Is that kind of special, just a nice little you know feather in the cap and just kind of knowing that the teammates and coaches kind of just know they could always rely upon you guys? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's not just us too. You know, you look – I think it was kind of special that we got to share like a forward and defenseman this year because yeah. it kind of showed how strong both sides of us are. It's not just us doing it all, right? It's yeah, it's our question. D partners, it's our it's our other Ds in the other lineups, right? Just like keep on rolling. That's the same thing with Gaber, right? It just makes our life a lot easier to produce and stuff like that. Yeah, hundred percent on that. It's not just us. It's obviously a cool feeling getting awarded that, but it's uh it's a whole team doing it and uh 
doesn't mean really anything now going into playoffs, yeah. so we're looking forward to that. Good point, good point. The big hardware is yet to come. Exactly. Um, how about for you guys, too? I, I think uh, Zakreski won this year's Scholastic one. Who, uh, who, who, who of this b- bunch of three might have been uh, in the next in the running for that one? Gabe, he's always doing his homework <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can just skip us. I've done homework <laughs> once in my life. <laughs> now, who would have won the worst student award if that was handed out? Probably Aiden Licky. Aiden, <laughs> yeah, Aiden. Come on, Aiden. we got to hit the books a little bit harder. Yeah. Yeah. What you sports, jam? please don't listen if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. You're a great student, and you're a great student. Uh, no, I mean, it, you guys, have, it's been a unique year for you, where it's been, like, up and down. Like, how, do you feel like mentally and emotionally the, the, the Chaz stuff's kind of gone? Because I imagine that shook your locker room a little bit when it happened. Like, he was so good for that, you know, welcoming him in, like, hey, new teammate and all that, you're killing it, and then it just disappears out of nowhere. Like, did that take a couple of weeks to get over, and have you kind of moved on from that? Yeah, obviously it was nice having him here, and, and we saw the impact he had when he was here for that short little time. But But I think once he left, we understood that, uh, obviously he wasn't coming back and, and we knew that we had a bunch of success before he got here and we were still yeah. able to win all those games. So I think we just had to get back to that and, and believe in ourselves that even without him, we're still able to, uh, to win a lot of hockey games. And I think we're uh, back on the right track now. You guys get to miss that first round bus trip to Prince George from last year. You want to trade bus trips? I thought it was a great trip. Yeah. I really got along with the guys <laughs> yeah. a lot last time. hundred percent, buddy. 100%. <laughs> Prefer to have an extra 12 hours on the bus or something, you know, a little more team bonding activity. Yeah, you know, we fly up there. So. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, we don't need that again. For, um, Kind of looking in this, uh, Gabe. Gabe said, you know, obviously with the with the injury front, on we we addressed one of them. This may be my last time we we ever talk about this. Andy and I were were teasing beforehand and, and kind of saying like, well, we have no idea what's going to happen with Everett or other teams of Western Conference. Heck, I won't even know what's happening in our own locker room, right? Because how many times you get players being like, well, you know, you see in the NHL, I I played through a broken ankle. You're like, how did you skate four rounds on a broken ankle? Um, I, I don't know what that's going to be. I'm knocking on wood right now, but this may be my last chance to ask Kyle Chizowski. We, we feeling good going to game one? Yeah, very good. I feel 100%. There we skating, go. Skating with the team. Uh, full contact. Been throwing body around on guys all day, so I, I feel 100%. See, there we go. Ne- never a doubt for the fans. I had to ask for the fans. I know they've always been they've been prying. I feel like they always ask. It's hard, like, just to kind of understand that one, too. The, the locker rooms become very... Um, you know, lock and key, if you will. And, and if anybody knows, it's almost between players and, and Rich Campbell, you know, the training staff and his staff. So uh, I feel like there's times where staff members even like, wait, that was going on. Like, we don't, we don't know. We don't yeah. really ask because you just assume everyone's going through it. So yeah. there was my last chance to at least ask about that one. Um, but just to kind of uh, help put a bow on this, this episode, um, you know, Everett's coming to town. You play some eight times. Let me just talk about that rivalry a little bit. Luca, going back to you, cause I think you're the one that brought it up just to, to be able to face an in-division rival, Kind of what Andy said, you avoid that, you know, 16-hour bus ride to Prince George. Is it a good schedule? Like, do you like having, you you know, you earned home ice, so that's got to feel great to have the first two games on home. But then a Monday road game, you get a nice little break off for some practices. Do you feel that's catered well to this team? Yeah, honestly, I think it'll, it'll kind of benefit us because I do think that we have, like, a really good team here that could kind of minimize how many games we play. So if it comes down to that, that week off from Monday to Friday will actually benefit us, I think, in the long run, right? Because you're not playing, like, another three and four or four and five. So I think that kind of makes it more like a regular season, yeah, like, game than anything else. That's kind of all I got to say. And then having it be in your own conference and stuff like that, it just makes it so much more, like, electric because – You've literally been playing these guys, like, I think, like, what, eight times this year or something? So, like, you just know how much that's is at stake. Yeah. And coming into next year, it just rolls on, too, right? So, 
Well, I imagine the emotions are there when you make your first WHL, like that rookie skate, you get out there. You guys have had a couple of those here in the last few weeks. They're always fun to watch. Walk me behind, and if, I'm sure you remember it vividly, but your first playoff game, how it went and what you were feeling before you took the ice. Yeah, it's a whole different feeling. It's a it's tough to nap the even or the afternoon before. You got a lot of emotions going on. You're pretty nervous, and uh, and you know that every game is is the biggest game you've ever played in your life. So, I think going into this one, obviously, Everett's going to be a tough matchup, and and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, a little bit of nerves, but uh, but we're ready to go. Yeah. How long does it take to settle in in that first playoff game? It takes a uh, at least two or three shifts. Yeah, you got to get a hit, got to throw a hit, but I mean, it's just. Feels like guys are like flying around everywhere. There's no space, nothing's going on. It's just a cluster. But you got to find a way. <laughs> you remember your first playoff game, Luca? Yeah, I was taking about half an hour to try to find my cowboy hat, take <laughs> my suit, and then I was, uh, I was like, it was so much energy. Like yeah. I don't even, I, I honestly don't even remember. Like yeah. it was just gone after I played. Yeah, <laughs> all that intensity, the harps pounding. <laughs> I even got the butterflies going on right now. I feel like I pulled into the parking spot this morning. I'm like, isn't it a game day today? I got so confused. Um, Luca brought a good point. I don't know how we didn't start with this one. Any good uh, cowboy hat type of thing? Or is it going to naturally let something come along? Or the boys talk about any kind of, uh, you know, fun fun little, uh, I don't know, like team team yeah, there, building there's, things? There's been talks, but uh, right now we're working on a, on a follow through. See if the guys can come through with it. But right. uh, I think today's the day we decide on something. So we'll see if we can. Well, that's good. So we'll, 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 we'll let naturally build, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but I know we've had a bunch of kind of fans who have been Cowboys hat. Are they, are they coming back in? I'm like, I don't think it's going to be a Cowboy hat. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it's one of those like, no, we always let them decide, and we'll just kind of take what the players want. Yeah. So um, good, good looks on that. Yeah. How you guys feeling about the goaltending situation? I know that's been up in the air the last couple of weeks. And Dante obviously been so good for you all year. Jan's played really well, it feels like, you know, recently. I, you know, just how are you feeling about the goaltender behind you? Yeah. yeah. I would. I'll take it. I'll go. go ahead. Yeah, I didn't really direct right, it at anybody, ahead. so you could, Yeah, whoever wants to jump in. Uh, no, I think we feel good. Like that's the thing. Dante's been so like good for us all year, so we have so much confidence in him. Yeah. And then now we see Jan start like coming to his game, and where you can see like he's way more confident and like just like feels like he can win us games now. So I think with both of them, it's like we're not really that worried about it, and I think it's a plus because like. If one of them's down, we know the other guy can step up. And it, and if one of them starts getting hot, we're like, okay, yeah, we know we can ride with this guy. So who knows what it'll be, like who's going to start. But I think with both of them, we have the same kind of thought. Like if they're hot, we're not we're not worried. We feel good. Yeah, I, I remember talking to uh, uh, O'Brien last year, and he said that Everett was his least favorite city in the entire U.S. division. Is that the same case for you guys? Yeah. Like just for a road trip, like you just don't like going there? Yeah, normally we have to do day trips up to Everett, and it's like three and a half hour ride, so that's a little bit tough sometimes. But in the playoffs, it'll be nice getting there a day before and yeah. and uh, getting settled in. And and it's a loud building there; they always get eight thousand fans and pack that place, so it's going to be pretty fun and and uh, really loud in there. I think he just started talking to us about the citizens too. Like he hated everything about the city. So I didn't I didn't know if you guys wanted to throw any bulletin board material out there to Everett or not. But we'll just move on. We'll move on to the next question. Uh, last one I got. I don't know if Nick has anything else. I'm just curious. Like it's such a long season for you guys. It's a grind. You go through injuries, ups and downs, moments where you're playing great, playing bad. Like, is there one moment for each of you that kind of stands out, whether it be individually, team wise? That like, man, that was kind of the highlight of my. Obviously, you wanted to be winning a championship in the playoffs, but just for regular season, is one that stands out more than the others. I'll go last. Yeah, you go. <laughs> we'll start with, with the captain first, Gabe. What do you think? I think uh, obviously the start to the year. I think we started off with like 18 wins and like two losses or something at the start of the year, and really showed us that uh, the group we have is is a special group. And I think we we did a good job following that up this year. Obviously hitting that 40 
40 win mark in the last game of the year is another huge huge thing for us so uh i think it's uh it just shows us that we've got a really good group here and we're uh we can do whatever we want here in the playoffs and uh, and make a push yeah for me i'm sure gabe would say the same because he scored in his hometown but <sighs> probably when uh like I, w- I was injured you know had an ankle injury for about five weeks and first game back was uh in my hometown in van all my boys were there the game and uh scored scored a goal late in the second i think it was first goal of the game that was probably a big moment for me just nice to be back in the lineup you know how hard it is to to get back in the lineup and you have to battle and you're doing all these extra skates and, and workouts and stuff so to finally get back and then score in front of my family and stuff that was a pretty cool moment for me yeah for me i just love the whole season i think like getting those wins and stuff like that there's no better feeling especially that 40th one like it was probably like the coolest thing in the changing room after you know like some of the things that went on in there were just electric so like I'm I like love this team like everything about it right so I think we're gonna go far and I'm just super excited for playoffs I feel like that might be a great way to for us to wrap this one up but I, I just wanted to steal the mic from Andy just appreciate you guys doing this before playoffs I know it's a busy week I know the fans really appreciate it and uh on behalf of the fans and obviously you know Heck, Nick Merrick, I'm, I'm cheering you guys on. I'm excited to see how this goes. Uh, enjoy this grind, too, and, you know, it's going to come fast, and this is a group that's certainly ready for it. Love it, boys. You got any tips for me for being on the TV broadcast Saturday night? Any inside Ooh. scoop for me? <laughs> Make me look good, know. eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, be complimentary. I got yeah. Luca Canyoni. He's going to play well, okay? Any, like, S-talk on any Everett players that you know? Like, anything I can use on the – it's not even going to be on at Everett. It's just on in Portland. Uh, no, I wouldn't say much. I'd just no. say, you know, if you see me throw a huge hit, like – got to get fired up. Okay, you got to have a lot of energy, okay. yeah. yeah. A lot of energy yeah. for yeah. house hits, okay? I need, uh, I need you to know, like, I'm I'm throwing bodies all night. <laughs> okay, we're throwing bodies. Gabe, what about you? Uh, I don't know. Just build on that. Just be loud and, <laughs> and, and hype the boys up. There you go. Hey, well, thanks, guys. As Nick said, it's been fun catching up with you all year, and I think this is the start of the post of a postseason run. So we'll do this again before round two. What do you think? Yeah, hundred percent. There you go, boys. Good luck this weekend. Right. Thank you. You came from his office, said, "Son, can I help you?" Looked at him and said, "Yes, you can." Yeah, I want to drive the Zamboni. Yes, I do. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.